and the bass keeps running, running, and 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 it's that time of year. Playoffs, baby. We are Let's back. get it started in here. You know, I was expecting, like, I mean, that's a good song. I, I get where your head's at. But I was expecting, like, you know, a tis the season, like, song, like, by Taylor Swift. Hey, there will be some fun things coming up here and okay. whatnot. We got, um, we'll get pod done just before Christmas next week. And yep. I, mean, I got, I got uh, maybe a little doozy one put in there for a last minute gift idea from Santa. Um, I feel like we need to hear uh, Dan's like little like Christmas uh, like song like or nursery rhyme that you did like the one year. In one oh, of I do remember that. Yes, and it would be perfect for next week for the the second round. You might have to start thinking in your head. All right, let me let me see what I can uh, let me see what I can put together here. Well, um, obviously, I'm joined by Mr. Daniel Weber. Uh, Nick is not joining us this week, so it's just a it's a duo. The terrific. Well, you know, he's got it. Yeah, I got a job. I got financial business that I have to worry about. Budget, budget, budget. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Exactly. You know, fantasy football. Fucked up his notes, too. Obviously. Of course. Um, But yeah, so just you and I this week. And we've got a lot to cover since we had last week um, off. We have um, two two of the final trades this year to go over and recap. Uh, The draft order is set for the bottom 16. So we can give a rundown on that. And then, you know, maybe just talk a little bit about the upcoming draft. Um, and then we'll start kind of our team sort of off-season preview um, part of the year. So we'll start with the bottom three teams and kind of work our way up slowly to kind of just give some ideas and some groundworks on how these teams are sitting right now and, you know, what might be on their head or, you know, coming up in this off-season for them. And then, of course, you know, the the Super Bowl, this podcast, we are doing the first First round playoff matchups this week. Um, two teams have a bye. Uh, Mr. Sam and Adam, kudos to you guys for locking in the one seed. You guys get to relax and enjoy this week. But for Stefan, Kevin, Zane, and Jerry, you guys got to battle it out. So we'll finish up with those uh, previews and you know make our picks, of course. Sound good, Dan? Let's rage. Let's do it. All right. So this is going back a little bit. Uh, before the trade deadline, uh, we had two trades go down. Um, and the first one we're going to cover involved me and Jerry. In this deal, I sent Ramondre Stevenson and a 2023 third-round draft pick that is Jerry's. And in return, I got a 2023 first-round draft pick that is Zane's and Michael Thomas. And, of course, $1 in fab. Dan, what are your thoughts on this deal? Uh, I mean, the enigma that is Michael Thomas. I mean, yep. there's so many questions around <clears throat> mental stability injury piece his time left in in new orleans i don't know i mean chris olave looked fucking unbelievable to start out here so for you it sheds some points right away you acquire a first which i think is awesome um it's jerry so it's going to be in the back half so depending on what jerry does this week in the matchup it's, it's zane's oh it's zane's i'm sorry okay so again back half. same thing same thing yep. yeah um the Ramondre stevenson piece is interesting mm-hmm. and I've never been a big proponent on owning pieces in the New England backfield. Yep. But, but Ramondre Stevenson seems to have been, up until last week when he got injured, the bell cow that Bill Belichick really wants to work. What, 24-year-old out of Oklahoma, um, RB8 in PPR mm-hmm. through 14 weeks. That's a big piece here. Now, Jerry got this depth piece to help him out as we approach the playoffs. Correct. Yes. Injury bug always is kind of a bitch. Is he going to play this week? Do we know that? He did not practice today. Okay. So, I don't know. I mean, this could be very, very interesting. If he's healthy, he's going to go and he's going to go full speed. Yeah. I mean, ankle injuries kind of suck. I don't know a whole lot about how severe it was. It's Everything I'm seeing just says, hey, ankle wasn't, wasn't a practice kind of thing, but... I mean, for you, I like that you get the first again. You shed points with Ramondre Stevenson. You capitalize in a specific area. Um, Jerry gets a third-round draft pick back in next year's draft. So, overall, I'm I'm pretty much okay with this. I, I think this is maybe the first was a small overpay, but, again, you're getting the eighth-ranked running back 
in fantasy football this year, and he's 24 years old, and he looks to be the bell cow guy in New, New England. So I'm okay with this both ways. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, it's hard for me to like kind of give my unbiased view on the trade just from my perspective when I looked at it. I mean, I love Stevenson. I think he's exceeded expectations from even when I acquired him earlier this year. Um, you're right. He has looked like the guy in New England. Um, the the two things that scare me, and I think, you know, talking to some other people in the league that scare some people is, you know, the fact that he is a Patriots running back. I feel like we've all been burnt one way or the other by uh, those types of guys. So the question is, you know, is this sustainable? For this year, though, for Jerry, who gives a shit? Like, you're getting a guy that's going to be, as long as he's on the field, like, he's the guy. Yeah. Um, but I also, you know, the just Patriots BS, you know, does that happen? Um, but you can't deny the talent that he's shown this far. Um, his his passing game work has just been phenomenal. It gives him such a high floor, um, you know, and, and he is still young. So he's not like going to go anywhere if, you know, they do, you know, acquire some pieces or get healthier. But I was happy to move on. Or I was, you know, getting a first um, that was a pretty big return for me. I was pretty happy to get, even if it, it does end up being like the 11th or 12th pick, depending on how Zane's season goes. If it's any earlier, that's even better. Um, Michael Thomas, I'm a little bit more optimistic on than you. Um, yeah, he is injured. He did leave, you know, after just playing three weeks. But it was a completely different injury. So hopefully it's not like some recurring thing. You know, bad luck, you know, sucks. Uh, but when he did play the first three weeks of the season, he was kind of the same Michael Thomas. He had a lot of usage in the passing offense and was the guy. Um, averaged um, about seven and a half targets a game. Um about what am I looking at about 16 points on three game stretch um so optimistic you know we'll see how it plays out next year um if he is with the Saints or if he does move on but I think you know I'm a big believer in betting on guys that are I'm not saying Michael Thomas is a hall of famer but he's like a super duper stud like we've seen him do it in the past so I'm fine kind of rolling the dice on him um and seeing what you know how this next season and beyond shapes out for him yeah, so it'll be interesting too. So under contract this year, 2023 is under contract, 24 is under contract. And it looked like when we finished the 24 season, he's got some restructure options. He's got some roster pieces that he could get out of and they could get yeah. rid of him. So it'll be interesting if they just let him go. They try and trade him this offseason, what the options are. But under contract um, is where it sits, unrestricted in 2025. Yep, something to monitor. We'll see how it plays out. The Saints always seem to have cap uh, issues, so who knows how this situation will go in the offseason. All right, moving on to the next deal. Uh, this involves Steve and Adam got together for a small deal. Uh, and this one, Steve sent Mike White, uh, quarterback for the New York Jets, a 2024 fourth-round draft pick that is Kevin's. And in return, Adam sent Danny Gray, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, a 2023 fourth-round draft pick that is Armand's, and a 2024 third-round draft pick that is Adam's. Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, this is a desperation play for Adam to make sure that he's not fucked come second week of the playoffs. Yep. With it. You've got Mahomes. Huntley comes in to a situation but immediately gets wrecked. There uh, was a full participant practice today, so that's good. Matt Ryan, Enigma, Taylor Hineke is the guy in Washington as long as they continue to win. Mm -hmm. And then you got Mike White and you have the Enigma that is Andy Dalton. Is Mike White, I mean, when we look at this, is Mike White the next best option on this team? A guy that wasn't even starting at the beginning of the year. Matt Ryan started. Um, Taylor Hineke coming in, stepping up, and is leading a great Washington team. I think Mike White might be the guy that he has to play here. Well, when you look at the playoff matchup, I mean, obviously he's got to buy this week, but week 16, that matchup against Jacksonville looks pretty good. Juicy. And even, I mean, Seattle's a little bit tougher, but that Jacksonville matchup, I mean, basically paying just a third round pick next year. I, I'm okay with that for one start. And who knows, you know, if he gets past the, you know, that um, week 16, you know, he does have him potentially for week 17, but for one start, I think that's, I think that's fine. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not a bad way of looking, especially with Taylor Hineke getting a relatively decent matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. um, if he can stay upright and off of that pass rush, not a bad, not a bad way to do it because you definitely don't want to play 
Matt Ryan against the Giants. And oh, then when no. you look down at Andy Dalton in week 17, that's Philly. That's really not nope. a good option. Yeah, no, so you're looking at Mike White. So, I mean, I think yep. – And it's for Steve's – Yep, and for Steve's perspective, you know, Mike White, I, do you – or I guess let's answer the question. Do you think that he's – Mike White has any chance of being the starter next year for the Jets? No. So if you're Steve, like, getting anything for him, like a third-round yeah. pick, like that's kind of a home run. Yeah, you get third round, you get a, you take a flyer on Danny Gray. You get an yeah. earlier fourth in our mind yep. for next year and maybe a deeper draft. Um, so, yeah, for Steve, I like it. For Adam, I like it too. I think it's, you know, one of the rare – uh, clear win-wins in my eyes. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think this one is definitely a very good trade for both quads. Perfect. All right, well, those were the only trades. We didn't see any last uh, sort of quick uh, day of the trade deadline move go down, but um, definitely was an active year on the trading front. Um, I think just about everyone got together for some sort of deal, maybe with the exception of Chris, um, but always exciting to see it. Our league is definitely... I think above average um activity wise so that's exciting yay content oh yeah um all right let's move on so with playoffs starting this year we that means we know the teams that are eliminated and we know the draft order for the first six teams um the draft order for those first six teams are in order steve will be one chris will be two dan will be three armand will be fourth nick ruth will be fifth and Yours truly will be six. Um, at least for the first round, I'm not going to go through every pick. Um, all those teams, with the exception of Armand, own those picks. Um, the fourth pick is actually owned by Chris. So Chris has two top four picks. Um, Dan, like, is there anything that kind of jumps out when you look at those top six picks um, and how you know the draft, albeit four months away, could put four and a half months away, could shake out? Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of interesting here because I'm sandwiched in the middle of Chris. Yep. Um, and I think what really is going to dictate this is what Steve does at one will really overall impact Chris at two. I'm in a spot where I become a little bit interesting to – I'm probably in the most uncomfortable spot. Yeah, your hands are kind of tied a little bit, right? Yep. yep Chris, because, I mean, Chris has got to try and IQ play the two pick with what he thinks I might need at three mm-hmm. or where I might go at three. Or we might be seeing somebody maybe paid to come up. Yep. You know, I, I mean, is this a is this a situation where Chris trades up from three to four and then I pick again at nine? If he if he really wants to go get a guy at three, because he's nervous about what I might do. But there's um there's a yeah. few good pieces here that are gonna go in the top 10, 11 picks of this draft that are gonna be pretty spectacular. Do you, I mean, you don't have to reveal any names, but is there anyone that you've kind of already started getting your eyes on uh, since you are picking three? There are probably two names I'm sitting between. Okay. That, depending on the landing spot mm-hmm. and where they might go, that have me very intrigued. Is that counting or not counting B. John Robinson? I can plead the fifth on that. Okay, fair enough. So let's talk about B. John. Does... Gun to your head, does he go first overall in this draft? This is a tough one. Now, I said first overall. I didn't say first overall to Steve, just for love the record show. I think if somebody does make a play for Bijan up front, yes. It's hard to argue with that. I mean, he has to go one, right? Like, there, there's no way Steve can take it's, a quarterback or someone over him, right? I mean, and this is, this is where this gets interesting, because let me get his team pulled up here. I mean, Steve has holes everywhere. Yeah, he's uh, you know, I, I mean, can't think of a doesn't way. have a starting quarterback. Running back situations, he doesn't have a starting running back. You can basically count like five guys that you feel comfortable going into next season that should be on his roster, let yeah. alone like five starters. I mean, Pickens is really. I mean, you got Cook, you got Pickens. Yeah, got Cook, I guess. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cook and Sky Moore, like they've kind of been underwhelming this year, yep. but you still have to give them a chance. Yeah. Um, you know, ditto for guys like, um, obviously, Darnell Mooney, Deami yep. Brown, Rondale Moore, Johan <laughs> Dotson. But that's after that, it gets a little rough. Mm-hmm. It does. And this is, 
yeah, this is really interesting to see what Steve does with this. Is this, you know, Steve going back maybe to four, eight, and nine and letting Chris go one, two? It'll be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I I do think B. John's going one. Uh, But if it's Steve or if it's someone else, I don't know. But B. John has to go one. Unless something crazy happens in the NFL draft that we're not prepared for, which is entirely possible. It's it's very interesting to see what happens. And that's that's, that's a, a scary thing if you're Chris to see Bijan go at one because you definitely could use him for your second running back. And depending on where Jimmy Garoppolo ends up in this offseason, Davis Mills, is he going to be replaced? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be the yes. guy? Is does, does Texas have enough pieces to justify Davis Mills being there with guys mm-hmm. like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, like coming out? Mm-hmm. It, I will be. I will say this: I'm not envious of Steve at at one. Yeah. All right, thank you. I mean, we can cover a couple pieces, but I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, we've, we'll get in depth, but there's holes all over. Oh, we yes. don't know. You know, when we talk about Steve and Chris's team, I mean, we have gaps. We'll, 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 we'll touch on those shortly. Yeah. Um, all right. Last kind of like draft thing. Is there, uh, so we have six picks right here. Yep. Is there any position group that we see three players drafted in those top six? I.e., like, are there three tight ends drafted, or three quarterbacks drafted? running backs or so wide there's receiver. definitely not going to be three tight ends yep that's okay. just a given because i think yep. the only player that has the potential to go in the top 12 here in the tight end position is mike mayer of course like but i mean again i'm a notre dame fan but i'm also a guy that reads prospect sheets yep oh, i mean do you think there's three at any position so i guess quarterback wide wide receiver running back i think a lot of it depends on where will levis fills sits okay his landing spot in addition to Stroud and, and Young, are going to dictate whether we're going to see two, two, and two mm-hmm. from QB running back wide receiver. If Levis ends up in a friendly spot, I think we see three QBs. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think quarterback's the call. But who knows? It's always after last year, I think there was a lot of hype with more quarterbacks going higher than we maybe initially thought, and then that did not happen. Only one quarterback went in the first, and it went kind of late. So yeah, it'll be fun to watch that off season or that draft season unfold. Because we still have Anthony Richardson. He could be an option, too. Yep. Very well be an option. Um, Some people yeah. are hyping up that Stanford, Tanner, McGee, or whatever. Yep. So we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely have more time to talk about draft prospects. But for right now, we know the top six. And after this weekend, we will know pick seven and eight. So um, let's move on. And, you know, obviously the podcast is primarily going to be devoted to the playoff teams and who's still alive. But, you know, Dynasty is a year round thing. You know, you have to look ahead to next year. So we're going to start touching base on a few teams that have been eliminated and kind of what is on the docket for them this offseason, whether that's draft picks, whether that's getting injured players back, getting younger players to grow, you know, does a move make sense for them to contend? Does a move make sense for, or does a move make sense for them to rebuild? What's the situation? So we're just going to start in order. And this week we're going to go through the bottom three teams. And first overall, we're going to start with Steve. Um, Dan, when you look at Steve's team, um, right off the bat, we see that he's got a lot of draft capital this year. He's got three first, he's got three seconds and notably he's got three dot one in next year's draft. Um, for the first, he has obviously his self, 1.1. Um, but after that, he's got um, Mr. Adam and Jer's pick um, in the first round. So how how are you kind of looking at Steve's team going into the offseason? And, um, you know, is there anything that kind of sticks out as an obvious move or, you know, something to maybe watch? I mean, obviously, the, the key pieces to build around here are going to be Darnell Mooney and George Pickens. Those yep. are two big pieces that you can start as the core foundation here. Now, obviously that means you're Barrett running back, you're Barrett quarterback right now, and you're Barrett tight end. So you got to begin to address these things. I think with where he might sit, I think Mike Mayer is probably going to be a legitimate option in his second overall pick to solidify the tight end spot, depending on where Mayer ends up. 
his quarterback situation is probably going to get screwed if he doesn't take a QB at 1-1. Yep. And the question becomes is, I think he's got, if he wants to get a QB that goes to a good spot, 1-1's the place to get it. And I hate saying that. Yeah. Because well, how do you like, pass up on Bijan? Yeah. So if you pass up on Bijan, you're going to get the best quarterback in the best situation. That gives you pick of the litter. And now as you get further on, is a Jameer Gibbs going to be on the board? Are we going to see another running back sit there? Are you going to be able to retool with a couple more wide receivers? Again, I think Mike Mayer is in play, depending on what happens with with Jerry's matchup this week. Mm-hmm. I think Steve's not – Steve's in a good spot. Steve's not in nearly as great a spot as another team we're going to talk about here in a moment. Two things before we move on from Steve's team. Uh, you mentioned Pickens and Mooney as kind of like the foundation pieces looking forward. Yep. Obviously, we know Cook, Skymore, they've been underwhelming to say the least. But one guy that's been okay, you know, probably, you know, shadow behind some of the other wide receivers. But how do you feel about Jahan Dotson? Is he someone that you feel could be in the Pickens-Mooney range, or is he much closer to the Skymore-James Cook? I think he's in that middle tier. I don't think he's nearly as underwhelming as Cook and Skymore have been, especially because Skymore for the first couple weeks couldn't feel the fucking punt to save his life. Nope. But Dotson, he's balled out. Uh so he's played what here two four six eight games and he's had mm-hmm. three games over 15 one goose egg and everything else under five i think this depending on where where washington goes with their quarterback situation i mean wentz is obviously going to be there haneke's won the job right now this offseason in which qb will emerge if they do any changes here i think Dotson playing outside of Scary Terry is not a bad way to live life. I, I don't think I don't think he's in the Pickens range. Yep, but he's definitely one tier below. I think that's fair. Um, and then my last thing is obviously you know Steve does have picks, but he does have you know he doesn't have a great roster. Um, when you look ahead though to twenty twenty four, you know. Does Steve – can we pencil Steve in for the first pick in next year's draft? I don't think it's a bad thing to look at, no. And especially with that he has three first-round draft picks with one being Stefan, one being Armand's and his. Mm-hmm. At, you, you're going to begin to acquire points here. And this is one of the downsides yep. about having first-round draft picks in a rebuild is you got a couple guys that have first-round talent that are going to go off. It's – Moving on from your your veterans, which he doesn't really have a whole lot of amazing, crazy, awesome veterans. No, I I, I, I think I would probably say I'm about eighty percent sure he's going to have the first overall pick. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say like seventy percent, but like the fact that that draft is sixteen, seventeen months away, um, and obviously a lot can happen. But Steve is, you know, it's a two year plan, and if he you know, he could add B. John, he could add a top quarterback. But 2024 also looks like a very strong class. You know, Caleb Williams is going to be, you know, the Heisman winner is definitely going to be highly sought after. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, it's another deep class. So it'll be interesting uh, how Steve kind of operates. Like, does, you know, does maybe he not want B. John Robinson if he's aiming for, you know, long term um, in next offseason in 2024? Who knows? Um, but all right, that's enough about Steve. Um, it's not going to be, He's definitely not contending next year, but he's going to start filling out the roster, which is always exciting. Yep. All right, we're moving on to the second team, and um, let's talk about Chris's squad. Um, As of today, Chris has four first-round picks in this coming draft. He has two second-round picks, and notably, he has his third pick, which will be 3.2. He does have... I'm not going to go into all the picks that they have besides those ones. Um, for first-rounders, he has his own, which is 1.2. He has Armand's, which is 1.4. And then he also has Kevin's and Sam's pick. Uh, for second-rounders, he has his own, uh, so 2.2. And then he has my pick, which is 2.6. How are you feeling about Chris's team going into the offseason and potentially at the start of 2023? Please drop Cam Newton. Like, can we just make that a thing real quick? Like, let's just let's just call a spade a spade and get Cam Newton off off the roster. Um, but looking at this, so obviously we start with the quarterback situation. We've got Jimmy Garoppolo, and mm-hmm. his landing spot is really going to dictate whether 
he's going to be a guy that can be rostered in here or if he's going to be a glorified backup somewhere. Davis Mills, I don't think is going to be the option. I think he is 100% going to be replaced yeah. in Houston. You've got Damian Pierce, who is bit, he's RB15. You hyped him up a little bit too much, but I can give you a little respect. He has not been too shabby, but you've got Jamar Chase. Feeling really, really good about the fact that you have Jamar Chase. Um, scrolling down the roster, I'm looking for other pieces that me maybe want to build around, and we don't have them. Really? Uh, Traylon Burks. Sorry, I missed Traylon Burks. And I would even lump in Hollywood Brown, right? No? Uh, so I'm just going to ask you this question, and this is sure. after watching the Arizona Cardinals game this week. Yeah. Is this as simple as a head coaching change with Kyler Murray, or is this a offense that is just a complete shambles that Kyler Murray can only run with? Um, Because they didn't look good against New England. No, they didn't, but, you know, not many teams look good against New England, um, in fairness, especially, you know, ones that lose their quarterback three snaps into the game. Yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, I they definitely had a, a new co- uh, coaching staff. Um but, you know, Kyler obviously having the torn ACL, you know, that's going to – he's out for the rest of the year. And, you know, we'll see how th- that impacts things at the start of 2023. But I'm a little bit more optimistic, I think, on Hollywood Brown. I own Hollywood Brown in the league, so I, I draft him in all this different – all a couple different pieces. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Dawson Knox is – he has moments where he's he's really good. He has moments where he's left out of that offense. But, I mean, he's only 26 years old, so that's that's a good young piece there. But, I mean, for me, the Jamar Chase, Damian Pierce, Traylon Burks pieces are, again, I think that core that you want to look at. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, when you look at, for Chris's perspective, it, it, is it as simple as Chris at 1.2? It's either B. John or it's QB1. Like, that's going to be the pick? Yeah, 100%. I don't, like, and this kills me because, like, Bijan would be great to bring on my roster. It would be, <laughs> it would be, it would be a really nice, well-rounded piece to f- help me go. I, I just don't, I don't see a world where that happens. I just don't. Yeah, no, it's I, I. If he falls to me at three, I, I ten thousand IQ play on me talking to all of you guys off of him. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of pieces to build around here. Um, there's a lot of dumpster fire players on this roster, which needs to start being addressed here, obviously, with one, two, three, four first-round draft picks. You got one, two seconds. You got a third. The fourth, I think, is, a. This, again, it's just going to be an easy one. But after this year, he's just sitting on all of his own stuff. So this is the year that Chris needs to go through and really make a splash and solidifying a large base of his roster, or he's going to be selling some of these mid-tier players but I don't think he's going to be, I don't think he has first round fishing talent for it. Yeah, I agree with you. This is an, the important draft for Chris. I mean, if Chris fucks this up, That's or, another you know, three, four it's, years that he's going to be rebuilding. And it's not even like Chris fucking it up, but if like the draft pictures don't work out, like if a player bust, a player bust, um, that, you know, it's really going to sting. So Chris has a lot of ammo, but he's got to capitalize he's, on all of it. He's got to put the bullets into the target. Yep, he does. But I mean, you got to give him props. I mean, he, we're going to talk about you next, Dan. Chris yep. finished with a better record than you. How does that yeah, feel? Yeah, I, I scored more points than he did, though. You, you, he did, but a better record. I, I, I scored 150 more fucking points than he did, and I got scored against me 113 more than he did. He can he can all, have a one-game win. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, but it's just... a half a game. I don't give a fuck about that. Okay. All right. With that, I, I, where I'm – and when we move into my team, I have a lot more pieces that I'm more excited about on my roster than I am with Chris's. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right, so yeah, I'm trying to think. I yeah, I think Chris's team. I mean, having the four first, having the two seconds, that's a real nice situation to be in. Um, I I think your wide receiver core, you're feeling pretty decent about, or at least I would be. Uh, Pierce, I'm still not sold on. I know Chris, it's your boy, so I'm sorry if I'm raining on the parade but I still would not be shocked if Houston drafted a running back in this year's draft and really relegated him to a different role. Um, McBride, you know, we'll see tight ends. Some tight ends can take a little bit longer. Um, he definitely hasn't capitalized on the Ertz injury like you would have maybe hoped. Um, but I think Chris's team is poised to maybe make um, 
a jump kind of similar to what we saw with, you know, Nick Root's team. He doesn't have the quarterbacks by any means, but if he really hits this draft out of the park, um, I think we can say we can see Chris's team taking a nice step forward. Definitely not making the playoffs next year, or I sincerely doubt it, um, barring like a crazy shakeup in the Justice League. But I think Chris's team is going to be much more competitive next season than it already was. I agree. All right, let's move on to your team, Dan. You are picking three. And, um, you know, after the bold proclamation of making the playoffs this year, um, fortunately did not work out. Um, But, you know, there are some pieces to be excited about. Um, Before we talk about the players, this year's draft, though, you only got a first and you only got a third. And the third is Knicks. uh, So that's 3.5. The first is obviously 1.3. Take it away. It's your team. How, How are you? you kind of viewing things right now. So I'm in a very interesting spot. Josh okay. Allen is obviously, in my opinion, the best quarterback in football right now. That's at the very least top three. And it, yeah, correct. It's hard and to argue. Yes. So again, focal piece. Cam Bakers, which I was really excited around. I still don't know where he stands in this roster. You hope it's something good, but you don't really actually know. It was really, really good, really good to see Jamison Williams catch a ball for a touchdown first pass and everything like that. I think this is, he's going to be worked back in the, the lions are a very interesting team right now. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, they've got three decent receivers in DJ shark, Aram, a superstar, Aram on St. Brown and mm-hmm. James. Yep. And you, and you feel good about those pieces. The question becomes is, is Jared Goff going to be the guy that's going to be throwing them the ball? And that makes me not concerned, but my quarterback situation, at least my quarterback two, is how how much do I believe in Mac Jones? Is Carson Wentz going to be the guy in Washington? Is Jordan Love going to get a shot in Green, Green Bay? Bay or somewhere else? Yeah. Yep. My issue is that outside of Cam Akers and Gus Edwards, I have I have Brees Hall, which is fantastic. Rough, mm-hmm. you know, knee injury, injury you know. ACL. Yep. But he looked good. Oh, yeah. Looked very time. good. Having Bijan Robinson would make my roster that much better. It would. I have Pittman. <laughs> I've got Chase Claypool. I've got Wandale. I've got some questionable pieces at tight end. But I, mm-hmm. I feel good about some of the core that I have. Now, I have some interesting talent that I could either move on from, could use to upgrade in the offseason to retool myself for next year's draft but yeah this year's draft i'm depending on what teams want to do like i mean at this point in time chris if we want to talk about josh allen i'm just gonna throw that out there you got the draft yeah. capital for it yeah i mean when i look at your team it's tough because there's like this time of year it's exciting to see like kind of the teams that don't make the playoffs because presumably they're going to improve with like draft capital with maybe injured players returning, blah, 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 blah. Um, your team, not a lot of draft capital. You obviously have 1.3, so that's either a great trade piece or it's locked and loaded. You're going to add like a top 50 player, which is nice. Yep. Uh, but no second, no other first. I mean, that's not ideal. Um, you know, Brees Hall, you know, running backs, you know, we've kind of seen of late, like they take a little bit longer to rebound from these ACL injuries. So it's like next year potentially shot. You know, with uh, the Jets and just all, you know, teams next year with all these potential free agent running backs, potential, you know, drafted running backs, you know, the Jets are going to want to contend, you know, are the Jets, I'm not going to say replace Brees Hall, they're not going to do that, but like, are they going to bring in a vet to like kind of help them in the meantime if Hall's not ready and that kind of make next year just not, uh, you know, a good one for him? I don't know. And then... Oh, go ahead. Just, yeah, I just want to piggyback off of that because I, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong in giving a veteran an opportunity to do that for the first six, yeah. seven weeks. I mean, you can even look at this offseason running back is going to be absolutely fucking insane. Oh, yeah. They could add Ezekiel Elliott for cheap. And yep. Zeke's going to be a desired running back yeah. for a contender. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, we're going to see it with Brees Hall. We're going to see it with. You know, Javante Williams, I think, you know, any running back, really any running back, I think you could see that. There's but especially a, a these injured running backs, backs, these teams that want to be contenders, you can't sit around and twiddle your thumbs with a Michael Carter or, you know, a Michael Boone or whoever the fuck, Latavius Murray. Like, they're going to add pieces and 
probably take it a little bit slower with these guys unless they are going to pull an Adrian Peterson. But anyways, piggybacking off the, like the points, like your wide receivers, I think have potential. You know, I wouldn't be shocked a year from now if we're talking about Michael Pittman, Chase Claypool, you know, um, Jamison Williams, like all looking like real superstar potential. I also wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at them like, yeah, you know, these are all good wide receiver threes or something like we saw this year. So I don't know. I think your team needs a lot of like things to break right for them. Outside of really just having someone like Josh Allen that you feel super confident in. And if if they all break right, that's great. But like you're asking like six or seven things to break right. Well, Realistically, I mean, like I'm a you're... golfer, like I, I read the left or right putts pretty well. <laughs> True enough. But, you know, you, you need a lot of things to go your way. So, I mean, I think unless we see like a series of just trades that go right your way, um, your players just absolutely just living up to their potential. Um I don't know. I think you are probably going to be the odds-on favorite to be maybe the second pick in the 2024 draft. Yeah, I hate to say it. No, I, and I don't think you're wrong. It's the, some of the pieces, some of the moves that I made didn't go well. I mean, obviously, the, the Noah fan trade was not. I wasn't going to say it. No, it's fine. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I've got some interesting pieces. I've got some. But, but, you see, but one mean, thing to your point, or to just give you a, to boost you up a little bit, Noah Fant is easily a guy. He's going to be a free agent next year. If or excuse me, I don't think he's going to be a free agent next year. But he is a guy that could 100% move on, or the situation can change, and he could finish as a top eight running back, like or top eight tight end. Like he has that potential, but it's probably not going to happen in Seattle. So, but Noah Fant will be an unrestricted free agent in 2024. There you go. Next so year. one more. So so I got to play one more year in Seattle with him, and then he is free to move yeah. out the cabinet to find an early position. Yeah, you got to ride purgatory for one more year, but you know, which I guy. which I fully intend to do, anyways. Of course. Um, so yeah, I mean, you need some things to break right, and it could happen. But if they don't, I think, you know, when you look at these three teams, Steve, Chris, Dan, all in the same division. I think Chris. I mean, Chris. Yeah, he finished behind you points, but I, Chris is adding a lot of draft capital. I mean, I I think Chris might finish ahead of you next year. Um, Steve, I, no, Steve isn't finishing ahead of you, or at least I really doubt it, um, unless you sell off and try to like really go for uh, the the first next year's class. But it's it, it's a little rough looking at your squad, I think, for next year right now. It's not great. Let's just be upfront with that. It's just not great. Um, let's see. So, I mean, anything else you want to add on your team or touch base on, like just. You know, with 1.3, or are you just going to keep pushing out uh, wavelengths to Chris to buy Josh Allen for three first? I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I don't think I there's definitely an opportunity for me to move back out of 1.3. Okay. I think that'll take a call, take a nice young piece, maybe maybe a later pick mm-hmm. with it. Nick Ruth has a couple first-round picks that could be negotiated over. Chris has a couple late ones. Steve potentially has a couple late ones, so there could be some – Hello. Up with some of these. Oh yeah, you have. Yep, one dot six for you. Um, Yep, and another late one maybe. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, who knows? There's there's definitely a lot of options for me to turn this into multiples this year. Maybe one this year and one next year. Find myself a nice young piece of talent that I can continue to build around. I think I think I'm definitely a very for as much as I might be a difficult person to trade with. Yep. Um. I think that this is, I'm for sure 100% one of the wild card options to move back to gain additional capital for what I need to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think when you look at it, like Steve, Steve can go whatever direction he wants, but I think he should keep with all the draft capital he has. I think you need elite players. So if I'm Steve, I take, I take someone at 1.1 and I take B. John. Chris, I think it's the same thing just because unless you get a haul, I think you have to just take the elite guy here. For your squad and for some of the holes, I think you, unless someone you just love falls to you, I think you have to trade back. Um, now, it's easy to say that without knowing what kind of offers you might get, you know, four months from now. But I think that makes a ton of sense if you can pull it off. Um, it's a no-brainer. And, I mean, it's not like I'd be asking the world for it. It's like, hey, like, 
Oh yeah, like if, draft a couple spots back. Give me a, maybe a first for another year. Yeah, I, or if you want to help me in this year, or if we want to, you know, move a player for an additional pick. Like I'm definitely willing to talk and negotiate with oh, different yeah, things, like, but please be fucking reasonable with your bullshit. Of course, I mean absolutely. Like, yeah, be reasonable. But like, I mean, are you going to say no if like Nick Ruth offers like the fifth pick and like a second in this year's draft? Like. Probably not, but I think you could probably maybe get something a little more appealing than that. I think I, think I have the ability all... to get two firsts and move my 1.3 and potentially this, some of my mid-tier players, maybe a Gus Bus, uh, you know. Two tired. firsts in this year's draft? Uh, no, it could be a first this year and a first next year because okay. I know I'm not going to compete, but I yeah, want to see where Alexander Madison ends up. Like there's a couple pieces here that play into where we might be. Yeah, I think a first this year and a first next year is definitely plausible. And, you know, with that's going to be likely, what, QB2 or RB2 or wide receiver one, you know, you have your pick there. So it's definitely a great spot to be in, and it, it should be a desirable spot for someone to move up for. Yep. So let's shoot me your offers again. Be realistic, or I'm going to fucking just put you on blast. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. On this podcast. Exactly. You get to have the final say in everything. Um, all right. Well, anything else on these three bottom feeders before we move on to the the, the teams that actually, you know, are going to win money this year? Hey, take it easy on us bottom feeders. We're down hey, here I, donating I'm, our money so you guys can win it this year. But hey, those I'm feeders turn around. I'm a bottom feeder this year, so I don't really have much legs to stand on. So no, let's go. Ahead I'm really with. All right. So we got two matchups this week. Sam and Adam have a bye. They get to point and laugh at you know the teams that have to play and enjoy things until next week when reality checks in uh we have two matchups this week stefan is taking on kevin and zane is taking on jerry um let's start with uh stefan going against kevin and dan why don't you look at kind of stefan's team uh how are how are things sitting for this week yeah so obviously you're a little bit limited at quarterback matthew stafford has an injury he's I don't think he's going to be anywhere near there to to start, so he's done. So that's really simple. Cousins against Indy and Dallas at Jacksonville. Juicy matchup for Dak. Love that. Josh Jacobs has been on a fucking tear. RB2, he's had a game 48 points. One, two, three, four total games over 30. And they get New England, so a tough sled, but feeling really good about that. Chubb, great. Allen, good matchup against Tennessee. Godwin kind of been, I wouldn't say lost in translation, but it's one or the other. Again, we've talked about this. It's either Evans or Godwin go with the boom or bust. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Lazard against the Rams, okay. God, we got to find a better option, right? Mixon and Jones are obvious plays. Samaje P. Ryan, depending on what Joe Mixon does, it's a good handcuff to have. Really, really, really like that. Devontae Parker got his shit fucked up. Jacoby Myers, is he going to play? No, he's in fucking concussion protocol too. Jesus Christ. Higby maybe is the other option there. I... Yeah. Alan Lazard over the... Alan Lazard fucking... There's such an enigma in Green Bay. And Stefan, I'm sorry, I know you're a fucking Packers fan, but you can't feel fucking comfortable starting anybody outside of Christian Watson. I just I feel that. that and you yeah. know the Rams I mean, are gonna Jones get after Yeah. Oh, well, Aaron Jones, I think, is the one of the easy plays. Yeah. With this. But the Rams off defensive line is gonna get after Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, oh. Aaron Rodgers could be in some serious, serious trouble. Overall, though, I think this comes down to I really like the Dak play. I really like the matchup for the Chargers. Chubb against Baltimore, I think, is going to be a great matchup. If Joe Mixon against Tampa Bay is going to be a tough sled. But Kirk Cousins, I think the, the two quarterback plays here, Cousins against Indy and, and Dak against Jacksonville, I think is a big win for Stefan. Yeah. I mean, I think the only two options for me that kind of stick out is – the tight end, does he go Juwan Johnson? Does he go Tyler Higby? Yep. Um, I kind of prefer Higby, I think. Um, I don't feel comfortable about either of them. I think they're definitely bottom-tier options. But I think, you know, Juwan Johnson, he's... 
he's, he's pretty much recently. Well, he's but he's pretty much just touchdown dependent. Like, does he get a touchdown this week? Oh, great! Then he's going to be someone that you want to start. Um, but I and also I'm trying to see is he even gonna? He just returned to practice like this week, so yeah, it'll be interesting to play. But I think I would roll with Higby, and then I think you obviously mentioned Lazard, um, and I I might have missed it, but I actually kind of like Latavius Murray uh, this week against, against Arizona. You know, this team I think. You know, we see them, like, some players have already been kind of deactivated after the Murray injury. I think we might see th- their GM is, like, stepping away. I think we might see some hardcore tanking the last couple weeks of the season. And while Denver doesn't have anything to play for, um, they, they don't have their first-run draft pick. They've been kind of the shit on this all season. They definitely want to get, like, a win or two, I think, to end things. Latavius Murray is intriguing. I think I would go with him over Lazard if I had the choice. I would not disagree with that. I did miss that. All right. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to Kevin's team. And, you know, Kevin's, he's got the quarterbacks, you know, or his quarterbacks are kind of like determined for him, right? It's Tom Brady and Derek Carr. Um, Mariota's on IR. Zach Wilson, he's been promoted. He is now the backup, not the third string. So he will be active on game day. So that's, you know, a game changer. He could come in. Uh, maybe for a snap or two here, something to monitor. Um, but, you know, Kevin's team, if he wins, if he loses, it's going to be on the back of two guys, Mr. Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. And both of them kind of have good matchups. Derrick Henry going up against the Chargers and Jonathan Taylor going up against the Vikings. Uh, Chargers had some d- injuries on their defensive side, so I'm curious who they're going to get back. But those are two pretty strong matchups. Uh, wide receiver, um, he's obviously rolling with Thielen, Gabe Davis, uh, Gabe Davis against Miami Saturday night. Uh, that Buffalo Miami game could be a very exciting one. Um, I think this has got to be a game that Gabe Davis goes off for Kevin's sake. Um, also got Mike Williams against Tennessee, um, at the tight end position, he's going with Travis Kelsey and a little bit of surprise to me. I mean, I know he's been intriguing of late, but he's going with, uh, Oconquo, um, at the tight end position. Uh, two back-to-back good weeks, but I don't know. That's a little bold for me. I'm not. I'm not sure if I would roll with him. And then he's also got Rashad Wright uh, for a flex spot. Um, the only option I don't love is Conquo. I think that's a real bold play. Um, I would probably prefer. I mean, I know you hate him, but I would maybe consider Evan Ingram, or I would even go with someone like. I don't even know. Um, it's Seven Singletary. Singletary yep. Yeah, Singletary probably. Um, I think Kevin's getting a little cute um, with um, the Inconquo play. And, you know, maybe it'll work out. But I'm, I don't know. I I don't love it. I think that's too bold in the playoffs for me. Um, Because I think, you know, if we're being honest right now, if you had to rank all six teams, aren't these two teams five and six right now in the playoffs? Like, this isn't. Three weeks ago, Stefan's team was probably like maybe the number one team in the league. But Debo Samuel, Cup, even though he was traded, you know, Stafford, those guys aren't walking through the door right now. Um, Stefan's team took seven steps back. Uh, this this is a pretty like 50-50 matchup. So I don't know if it I would really is 50. I don't know if I would swing for or the Aconquil play is just bold. I, I don't like it, but you know, if, if Kevin's got a feeling and wants to ride it, I'm all for some tight end love, but um, yeah, for me, it's a Singletary play. I don't yeah. like Zay Jones or Evan Ingram simply because mm-hmm. they're going up against Dallas. Dallas is going to be all over Jacksonville's offensive line. It's going to be – Trevor yeah. Lawrence might have a real, real rough go at this. But, again, we see the split between Keenan Allen on one side and Mike Williams on the other. That yeah. that could be a deciding factor here, too. Who's going to get the bigger target share? But I think you're right. I think the Oconquo play is – I don't know. I mean, he may or may not have the better matchup between some of the other options, but I think Singletary is, if in my eyes, is the guy to go with. Yeah. Um, you didn't answer, but do you agree? Like these are the fifth and sixth ranked team. If you ranked all six playoff teams, as much as I hate to, to, I think Kevin for sure five six, yeah. Stefan. Because if not him, like who are you going to put there? No, you're not wrong. It's. With the current pieces that are in there, yeah, both Jerry and Zane are more well equipped to handle the situation coming into this week. I, 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 I'm not going to dispute your fact. No, you can make an argument. I think, 
but I, I don't think there's I think it's a 50 50 argument to be made yeah it's it's hard to argue with it I mean, I mean Stefan yeah. he had you know and he's it's not over yet um fantastic start to the season but just a couple of injuries at the wrong time and it's you know playoffs it's, it's a one and done game and uh we'll see how it shakes out um who are you going with this week give me Stefan I like the quarterback play too much better. I'm riding with those running backs. Give me Kevin this week. I just think Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry get it done. And for as much as I shat on Gabriel Davis and that trade that Kevin did with Zane for Barkley and Devontae Adams, I think this is, I think Gabriel Davis is going to go off this week. And Nick, for the record, is taking Kevin as well. Okay. Well, it looks like I'm, where do we stand pick wise? So, uh, right now, I'm two games behind you and. Uh, Nick Ruth. So you guys are splitting this week. So we will see someone jump ahead depending on the next Maybe matchup. Next one, yeah. Yep. You guys are both uh, 53 and 20. I am 51 and 22. All right. So let's go to the next matchup of the week. And that involves Zane taking on uh, Jerry this week. And Dan, why don't you give us the rundown on how Jerry's squad's looking this week? Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I like starting with the quarterback position. Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts at Chicago is fucking phenomenal. Jalen Hurts should run, like I run and pass all over the Bears defense, and that pains me to say, but I'm very excited to say it because I want a high draft pick. And go ahead and let's (laughs) give Philly another fucking win, which you gotta love that. Ryan Tannehill against the Chargers. All right, if Kenny Pickett plays, I think Pickett's the play over Tannehill, just because he's in Carolina, and I think that that is a very exposable matchup. Darnold against Pittsburgh, not there. So Not so me, fast, my friend. Oh, you think it is the play? No, 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 no. Brock Purdy against Seattle. If he is healthy, give me it's that. A, 10 it's out a of Thursday 10. night game, though. Give me, give me the Purdy. I it's love hard. that matchup. You know, I think San Francisco is, they're the best. I, them are, or them and the Eagles are on a collision course. And Shanahan is a wizard with this offense. Um, Tampa Bay was a tough matchup and he put up 22 points. And I think Seattle's a little bit worse with the lack of their pass rush. Um, I think Purdy, even though they're down Debo, I think Ayuk, I think McCaffrey, I think Juice Check, I think Kittle, I think they could eat him up. I would go with Purdy. I know that's bold. I know you probably didn't, you obviously would have thought to do that um, two weeks ago, but Purdy's my guy this week. I, it's hard to argue. I mean, all right, so. I know you hate Thursday games. Touche counterpoint. I hate Thursday games. I do. They're just one of my the enigma pieces to me. Um, running back situation. Obviously, Ramondre Stevenson is going to be kind of questionable as we go through here. Fournette is is he going to start? I mean, it's Nobody hard to really say. Knows. It's it seems like if he is starting, it's like kind of a ceremonial thing, and we're seeing uh, White just take over more and more of this backfield. Yeah, so it, you really need Ramondre Stevenson to go because the last thing you want to do is be forced to start Leonard Fournette. But now we get into the highlight of what we got going on. Hate DK going on Sunday night against San Francisco. Yeah. Love Aramon St. Brown. Against Sauce? And that Jets defense? You think Sauce is going to play shadow on Aramon? I mean, I just trust this Jets defense, but yeah, Sauce is one key. And I'm on St. Brown's like good, but I don't know if I feel great about that matchup. Yeah. Waddle against Buffalo, real rough sled. Mm-hmm. Jamison Williams. Again, it's it, it's where this ball goes, where you value Sauce Gardner guarding. You, yeah. you, it's got to be St. Brown, which leaves a big opening for Jamison Williams. There. Right. I mean, I don't know if there's a 10,000 IQ play where as I go through Jerry's bench to say, all right. Who is the who's the guy that's going to step in and do it? Do I start Christian Watson? Do I do I? I mean, that's a Jalen Jalen Ramsey shadow then, right? Or no, Ramsey only plays half the field. He only plays half the field, and they kind of move Watson around. So I don't know if you entirely have to worry about that. Um, yeah, it's tough. I think I think Watson is the next man up on Jerry's bench. Um, outside of Purdy, I would start yep. Purdy. But I don't know who you bench for him. And that's like, and that becomes a big question is do you think that the that the sauce gardener shadow is big enough to say that we can leave Christian Watson on one side of the field away from Ramsey? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, do you I mean that, that would be the only ten thousand IQ play that you would have to have a huge hunch on. Plus it counters it's the counter Rogers. Because yeah. Rogers sits on the other side of the ball. 
Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, this could resolve himself. I mean, we'll see with Stevenson. Hopefully he plays. But if he doesn't, you know, I think Watson is the no-brainer move in. Um, if Stevenson does play, though, I don't know. Yeah. I think this is the right roster. I think this is the right roster, unless Stevenson's out. Um, well, let me backtrack. Outside of starting Tannehill over Purdy, I think this is the right roster. Um, but Watson's the next guy I would consider. But I don't think I would start him over any other of the skill players that he has right now. I would agree. All right, let's move on to uh, Zane's team. And <laughs> Zane's team is really freaking good. And he's basically not even starting two quarterbacks. Um, so right now, Lamar Jackson, it seems like, is going to be out next week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going up against the L.A. Rams uh, Monday night. Yeah, you know, you don't. Rodgers has not been spectacular this year. He's kind of been very fortunate. Some other quarterbacks have shit the bed this year because he has been very unlike himself. Um, but you got to start one quarterback, and I don't think you want to start Baker Mayfield against the Packers or Colt McCoy against Denver. Maybe you do, but I probably wouldn't in a playoff game, so I think that's the right call, and I think also not starting one in the Superflex is good for Zane. Running back, though, is, you know, this is the kind of group that's carried Zane, well, one of many pieces that's carried Zane this year. I think that's carried is not a bad way to look at that. When you look at, I mean, Tony Pollard has been a revelation there's he's not even like a full bell cow, but he's just an explosive guy. Um, Miles Sanders against that Chicago team is he's really freaking good. Um, and in a spectacular matchup, the only problem you worry about is do they blow him up quickly and kind of pull him and rest him a little bit. Um, and then he's got Saquon Barkley in his flex against Washington Sunday night. Not a great matchup, but you have to start Saquon Barkley. He's, you know, matchup proof. You got to just roll with that um, at wide receiver. Tyler Lockett against San Fran. Not a great matchup, but it's a rivalry game, and it seems like Lockett always does something. Tyree Kill against Buffalo. I, I'm really excited for that game. I think that'll be a fun one to watch Saturday night. We could see some points. Um, Dallas Goddard, he, this, is, this is the piece to watch. He yep. was just activated, but is he going to play this week, especially against the, the Chicago Bears? And even if he does play, like how many snaps does he get? Are they going to kind of ease him into it? I don't know. And if Gaddard doesn't go, I mean, who's his best option? I mean, probably Jelani Jordan Woods. Aikens, Jelani Woods. Like, it's this is a massive drop off. Like, you're basically asking for those tight ends to like score him a touchdown. Otherwise, they might get zero. Um, and Gaddard, even if he is active, like, who knows what kind of role he's going to have against a Bears team that, in theory, they should dominate. So, this is this is a glaring weakness for Zane. I'm just going to put this out there. I don't think he plays this week. Yeah, I, I. Why would you? I mean, and if no, you correct, do, you're, like, you're the Eagles, it means nothing to you. Like maybe you play him a couple series just to like get him some game reps, but why would you against the Bears? Like especially in Soldier Field, like the worst fucking field in the NFL. God, you're the just, you're just so bad. You're just asking for like trouble. So I'm with you. I don't think he starts. Um, but at the same time, too, if Goddard's active, don't you have to start him over Cameron Bright, Jordan Aikens, or Jelani Woods? Just in principle, because he's that in much better. In principle, yes, it's. It, I but sometimes you have to throw principle out of here. Yeah, I think. Cool. I mean, the fact that I think the Houston Kansas City game is going to get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jordan Aikens is the play. I personally would be leaning to go down and start Jelani Woods. Okay. Just because it's Minnesota, you might be able to keep it a little bit close. Wiley Cox hasn't really been a thing. Um, I don't know. I think I I might lean Jelani Woods. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean the other piece that's it's, that's it's hard to argue with that is is there a world where David Montgomery makes this starting roster for Zane? Well, let's let's talk about the last sort of wide receiver options after Hill Lockett. He's going with Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, and Mike Evans. Um, I think. The piece that you got to look at right now is Mike Evans. Yep. Is Mike Evans the guy that you start? And if you don't start him, what are the other options? I mean, it's Dave Montgomery. It's, well, it's either Montgomery. I mean, is there any consideration to Mayfield or McCoy? I, Mayfield, is, Mayfield is very interesting. 
Yeah, it's you're Very definitely rolling the dice because he showed up on that Rams team and he did jack shit for three quarters, but then like fourth quarter he just went supernova. Um, with a week under or a week plus now under practice, like even though it is the Packers, like Monday night in Green in Lambeau Field, I'm with you. Baker's intriguing. I think. I I think Evans, Evans, I don't think I would start, or I don't feel comfortable. Like Evans could get you a 30 or he could get you zero. Uh, and that's kind of Zane's entire team. He's got has so been above many 10 in for the last five weeks. It's not great. Um, and he's very boomer bust, but Evans, I don't think I would start, but then for me, the question is, yeah, do I start Baker or do I start, uh, David Montgomery? Is Jarek McKinnon a thing or no? Hmm. I know Pacheco's there, and it's going to be Houston, so it's going to be all running, whereas, you know, Jarek McKinnon is very much a pass-catching back. I think some some teams this weekend would be starting McKinnon or thinking it. I don't think Zane's team will. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm just yep. – so, David Montgomery to me is the first option off the bench, period. Even Baker. over the quarterbacks or over Baker? Baker is 1B. Baker or Monty? I'm going to waver and say Baker. I'm going to take Montgomery. Positive side? We don't have to make this decision. We We don't. We we are fucking with Zane hardcore right now, and I fucking love it. I mean, maybe because we're split, that means you go with Mike Evans. But Mike Evans is the weak link on this roster. Assuming Nick Nick Ruth, this is where you should have been on part of this. This (laughs) is where you should have been here. I'm just saying. You fucked this up. You know, it, it isn't great. Um, but we'll, we'll persevere. But yeah, I mean, so like Zane's team, like Zane had, then this has been Zane like the entire year. Like he doesn't have a great, like one through 10, like everyone's like super duper elite. Like there's usually one person that's kind of lacking, but he has so many people on his roster that are capable of getting him over 20, 25 points that it just masked like that one spot that isn't great. Um, and this week, it could be his tight end. It could be the super flex position. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's the playoffs. It's going up against a tough team in Jerry's squad. Um, is that going to be enough for him to not pull through? How are you feeling about this matchup? Or who are you picking in this matchup? Can I have four picks? Yeah. Okay. So, so here's basically what it is. Okay, let's hear it. Stevenson and Goddard are in. Okay. Zane. Stevenson's in. Stevenson in. Goddard out. Jerry. Goddard in. Stevenson out. Zane. Both guys out. Jerry. I only need one. Okay. And give me Jerry. (laughs) I mean, I mean, gun to my head, I'll take Jerry. Yes. Nick Ruth has taken Zane. Or it could be a big swing this week, or no swing. I, I'm going with Jerry. I just, Jerry against Chicago. Yeah, I just I'm worried about Goddard at tight end position. You know, I don't know if you can afford to get maybe a potential squad douche. Um, I just don't think they're going to rush Goddard in this situation, and I don't feel comfortable about anyone else. And then I mean Evans is. Kind of been a liability, but do you feel great about Mayfield or Montgomery or even Colt McCoy or McKinnon? I don't know. Hopkins catching balls from Colt McCoy. Yeah, I mean, maybe you just say fuck it and just go for that. I don't know. Um, but, stack? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I'm taking Jerry. I think these are two extremely evenly matched teams. Um, Zane or excuse me, Kevin and Stefan, I think are, you know. They're not in great position right now. I think Jerry and Zane, like this is two of the upper echelon teams. And I think Zane's playing with like one hand tied behind his back because of the injuries and kind of issues with, um, you know, Lamar Jackson not being available. And who knows what's going to happen with Goddard. Here's Um, the last that I'll leave with you. My last that I'll say is um, I'm taking Jerry. But if Zane wins this week, Zane will be the favorite to win it all. Okay, here's my stat for you. Okay. Week three, Mm -hmm. at home against Buffalo, Tyreek Hill, 
two receptions on four targets for 33 yards. Tua Tunga Viola played 93% of the snap count, 13 for 18, 168 and one. Tyreek Hill had 5.3 points against Buffalo. They're in Buffalo where we're expecting four to six inches of snow. Yeah. Just going to put that out there. Jerry. Yeah, it's definitely, that's that's a great fact. It's... Thanks, man. Look at me, like at fucking 917, two drinks in, ready to watch trivia tonight. Life is good. Um, Out of curiosity, yep. of the six teams, who right now is your pick to win it all? I don't know if I want to be against Sam right now. My big piece for Sam is mm-hmm. as we get later in the season, yeah, Justin Fields is not going to play. I want him not to play. Sure. Which means you are sitting on Geno Smith. We have Desmond Ritter. It'll be interesting. Coming in here. McCaffrey, Etienne had a really bad week, but there's a lot of big names on this roster. A lot of pieces that sit on this bench on this roster. Oh, yeah. I have a hard time saying that Sam is not the way to go. But you look at Adam's team. Adam has a, a – I think there's just more depth in Sam's team. I just do. Eckler, Eckler's a big guy. Big decision maker. You got Patrick Mahomes. I'll take Sam. So I'm gonna take like the strategic route here. Oh, I don't yeah, think this... I can't pick four fucking games, but go ahead, take the strategery. Well, so this isn't like the I don't think Adam is the best team, but Adam has the easiest path to the finals. All due respect to Kevin and Stefan, they definitely could beat Adam's team, but I don't think they match up to Zane and Jerry at this point. So I think Sam is a tough road against whoever he plays next week. Zane and Jerry obviously have a tough road like this matchup. Adam gets Stefan or Kevin, like, eh. I think they're obviously great teams, but I think they're those two teams are just a step below the other four teams in the playoffs. So I think Adam on paper has a much easier route towards the championship game. And then if you're already there, like, you're probably got better odds than Sam, Jerry, or Zane to just get to that point. So I'm going to roll with Adam. Okay, so here will be the last thing that I'll say as we we leave you into the preview for next week. Uh huh. Jaguars are taking the Jets. Mm-hmm. Bills are in Chicago. Yep. Um, Minnesota and the New York Giants play each other. The Bengals have the Patriots. The Eagles play the Cowboys. Ooh. So just some Tough matchups, big highlight games that you really want to focus on. Lions are taking on the Panthers. Uh, Packers have the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So next week has some very, depending on who moves on, there are some pieces that are on both of these teams that could be very, very, very interesting to look at and to analyze and to say, hey, this is what we have going. Because big, big week next week is oh, yeah. on Saturday. It's on Saturday. So teams that are playing on Monday are going to have less rest. There's only four, I'm sorry, three noon games on Christmas. Yeah, conference championship games Christmas weekend. That'll be a doozy. But we'll have another pod to go over that. In the meantime, best of luck week one. Stefan, Kevin, Zane, Jerry, kudos to making the playoffs. And, you know, hopefully your, your starting quarterback doesn't tear his ACL. That would suck. Yep, you got odds to make money. Odds to make money. Good luck, boys. Have a good one, fellas. Peace.